Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. Until, of course, Kingdom Hearts 3 week, and then we're going to be gone for a week. Just a little reminder, I don't need to say much. It's patch 4.5 spoiler cast. You already know what that means, so let's just start the show. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, Mr. Happy Pobromo. Of course, joining me is Sly, a.k.a. Sly the Fox, a.k.a. Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox, a.k.a. you, my boy, Blue, especially today. Sly, you my boy, Blue. You knew it was coming. You knew it. Listen, you don't, you don't, you don't get to tweet out that I hope you're not having a blue day at one in the morning and not expect me to also throw a pun your way. How you doing, Sly? I'm doing pretty good. I'm running on caffeine, nicotine, and dreams right now, so I'm, I'm okay. All right, that's, I'll take your word for it at the very least. And uh, of course, it wouldn't be a spoiler cast without our lore correspondent. Of course, you know him as Ethis. Asher, how you doing, Ethis? Um, I'm all right. A little <laughs> under the so weather, super, I understand. Yeah, I've been super, super under the weather. So just apologies in advance, everyone, if I'm like being gross. But uh, no, I'm I'm good. Holy crap, we made just fun. <laughs> yeah, really we're not fun. we're we're not gonna get too much into that in this show. Um, mm. but thank you again with being under the weather, still taking the time to wake up and come to the show. So no, it's still Absolutely. early in the morning for you. Um, Ethis, you're you're gonna be new to this, but you know I've been talking about it for a while. We have a new setup for the show at the beginning. I thank our mm-hmm. sponsor with Steel Series. In the middle, I want to try to do the Patreon sponsors, but if it doesn't work out, then we do those at the end. We just don't want to front load everything. We don't want to back load everything to the end of the show. So uh, before we get started, thank you to our sponsor, Steel Series, for providing free giveaways every month. They've been a sponsor on my channel for literally years now and for the past many months almost a year now they've been doing free giveaways for state of the realm so if you're on the youtube side of things go to the uh description of the video and you'll find a giveaway link there that gets pulled once a month so try to win free shit because there's no reason not to thank you steel series for sponsoring the show and we'll be back to thank our patreon sponsors later in the show as well all right gentlemen yes sly sly's Um, got on some steel series right there yeah. yeah. Don't worry, yeah. Ethis. I won't pressure you. <laughs> <laughs> You're all the way in Australia. I can't be worried about that. All right. That's like I just I can't I can't be worried about it. I just can't. All right, gentlemen. Now, but, well, before we get into it, into the meat of it, now we weren't you weren't here to talk with us the day the patch came out, or like the I guess the few days after the it came out at this so mm. without diving too much into story what were your thoughts on the patch content wise and everything you did and oh uh it's loaded okay so uh, the the story of like everything only all inclusive this has been one of my favorite story patches like period since since okay. the beginning of arr so good oh my god uh, content wise, eh, so spread out. Yeah. It's one of those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, talking about the content of this patch is going to be a question for like eight weeks down the road. 
You know what I mean? When we've actually got all the content. All the content. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Um, but uh, no, it's great. Uh, I've, I've got serious, serious blue balls from the MSQ, though. And from, uh, and from Ibelis. <laughs> um, and, and from Ibelis, which I was not expecting. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm over here like, wait, it's not done. It's not done, is it? Is this tying back into the MSQ? Are we going to get some kind of sequel? Like, uh, what the fuck? What's happening? And we're gonna be we're gonna be diving into that in a little while, but yeah, no I, I, I kind of agree with you there. Uh, did you do any? Uh, did you do any mahjong? Did you try it out? You... <laughs> sure, yeah, I tried it. Yeah, there was like a little tab down the bottom that like had like a recommended tile for me to use, and I was like, all right, okay, what what's that one? This one? All right, let's do that one. And then I that lost. It is and... a lie. That shit is it like is. bullshit. <laughs> it's absolute bullshit. And then I lost, and I didn't even realize that I had lost until I lost. And I was like, "Did I win?" Everyone's like, "Nah, nah, you lost." I was like, "All right, my job, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen." All right, listen, so, it's not blitzball, so I'm happy. That's it. Um, so I have not been know. in the gold saucer for about six months, and I probably won't again for another six months. <laughs> Okay, so I'll, like, it's safe to assume that you won't be revisiting Mahjong anytime soon or probably Oh, uh, look, I'm, I might, but... Uh, oh, okay. Right. Uh, fair. fair. Definitely fair. But now we get to talk about the meat of the situation, the, the meat of the story. Mm. Well, Dive there's, in. there's... We at least got the vegetables and some of it. The meat will meat be there in the end of March. Excuse me. There's only there's only one there's only one mate that we need in this MSQ, and that is the man mate that is Guy's Daddy Balesar. <laughs> All right, let's we let's, 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 let's 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 keep things in in order. All right, so we will start with the MSQ, um, and we need to start. We I mean, luckily for you, the Guy's conversation is a very early one because it's one of the first oh. things that that takes place. Um, yes, it is. We learn that, you know, we're pretty much right where we left off, you know, the the Black Rose is, you know, brought a little bit more into the into the foray. Yeah, we know they can't really do anything. The shield has been erected up to 5,000 yalms, I believe it was, into the air mm -hmm. uh, over on the other side of the pond. So, mm -hmm. uh, but I, it's it's a, it's a gate. It's an energy gate. I'm calling it a wall. It's a gate. The memes, if, the memes is, demand that the, telling me us about the memes demand I call it a wall. Okay, the memes demand that I call it a wall. Isn't it called Seiryu's wall anyway? I'm I'm just saying it's, it's called Seiryu's wall. It's effectively a gate. We 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 opened it so that Daddy could get through. So it's a gate, right? Why are we putting up all these gates? Why don't we listen to Arbit or whoever it is? Like I'm, I'm going around in Alamigo trying to open all the gates because I got this voice inside my head telling me to throw wide all the gates, and and fucking Hien over here is erecting a giant fucking energy gate the size of the whole fucking desert. What the hell, man? <laughs> like, help me out, bro. Are you serious? A gate is a hole in a wall. As Chad is saying, <laughs> throw wide same. the gates. What did I tell you about gates, bruh? I just shut the door. No? Is it just me? Yeah, it's just you. Alright, fine. Yeah. Um, fine. but yeah, so we still have our, our friends are in the same situation. 
and we're really no closer. Well, Kryle's back in the MSQ, which makes yeah. sense considering. That yeah, that's that's been a long time coming. And my favorite girl, Matoya, also, who I always want her in the main story more because I feel like she should be one of the more important characters. But she's literally just oh. like she's she's just like, well, yeah, I'm sure I can give you answers. <laughs> she's she's always like the yeah, if you want to continue the quest, come see me. <laughs> so sassy. I love her. Yeah, she's always so she's always so good to have like against all the other characters. Whether it's like Alfie and Alice. All the other characters, all the other Sarions like realize that you don't go to Matoya unless you've tried literally everything else. Because she's gonna <laughs> fucking rail you for not yeah, figuring like, it out. You guys had better have thought of everything else if you're coming into my house like this. Oh, so good. Um, but more of her and having Cryo back feels feels good. I I, I always mm. I don't always like it when like we have those really important characters and they just kind of get abandoned in the main story and they just get relegated to side story quests. Yes, even you, Sid and Nero, I want you back in the MSQ big time. What about Uno Kalhai? Uno Kalhai still just hanging around. Listen, in, he's a in big one. His own office, just like I honestly think he's going to be more involved. Yeah. I'd be hard pressed to not have him involved, considering With, everything. Missing everybody, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can we touch on for a moment that the fact that um, Alize is more pissy than than usual? Well, not anymore. She's not. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll get to the, we'll get to that point. But not anymore. She's not. God damn, was she pissy in the beginning? About everything. She, her brother. She's afraid for her brother. Yeah, she's got good cause to be. She's anxious. No, no, there are a lot of spinning plates right now with the Scions. It, it started out with the rest of the Scions, and then she kind of... Well, the, well, there were, but there aren't. Once again, there aren't anymore. Uh, yeah, I feel like we've dropped all the plates just about at this point. Yeah. The, pla the plates had free chicken on them, and now there's no chicken. <laughs> God, there's, there's no chicken at all on any of the plates. Um, so... That's kind of the big thing that I guess leaves the uh, the biggest cliffhanger is still we don't have an answer about the called pretty much by the end of this first half. I don't think we expected to have an answer about it. Um, mm. But basically when they, they erect Sirius gate slash wall, um, there's a little airship that comes flying by. And I think we all immediately knew we're like, I know exactly who that's going to be. <laughs> Mostly because the trailer, we know we know what there's a bunch of scenes out in the burn. So we kind of just have to put two and two together. And uh, the first meeting between Shadow Hunter and the Warrior of Light finally happens. And it didn't happen the way I thought it was gonna. Oh, how'd you think it was gonna happen? Echo. Uh, yeah. Um, he comes out with well, Alpha No. He was just gonna say it. No, I didn't think he was just gonna say it. I don't ever trust the main character. No. I don't trust characters in RPGs to be smart enough to do right. things without plot devices mm. i just don't trust them um mm. but he shows up with alphano who we were wondering you know hey shouldn't alphano be a potential victim of being yep yeah <laughs> yeah yep. he's been called yeah. too he's he's on the list now do you think the game will uh in part two will touch on like the events of that happening because we didn't see it from that like the first person's perspective like with shadow hunter no we we like missed a lot of shenanigans that these two have been up to that mm -hmm. guys just gave us like a little summary on um i feel like we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here though 
No, 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 um, we're getting to that. We're, I think we're getting to the thing you want us to get to, but we, we're doing it in sequential order. Okay, all right. I think I know what you, because you've already said it, so I think I know what you want me to say, what you want everyone to say. Okay, all right. Okay. Yeah. He shows up with Alfie. I mean, the big thing is, I mean, one of the biggest theories is that voice is Alphano. Like, obviously, there's still the time traveling or, you know, the time hopping time sequence break whatever theory that's yeah. out there and that the voice is could be alphano instead of ardbert or could just mm. be some other voice i wonder if alphano being called away changes those theories at all because it'd be kind of weird to have him call himself i suppose even if it is from an from another another timeline as some people may theorize mm. also everyone who was called was in the trust system reveal at fan fests <laughs> worth mentioning that have we confirmed that they're hearing the same message? Yeah. I think I think with Alice A and at least with just Alice A and the Warrior of Light's interactions. I think just we're getting the clearest voice at this I point. I think it was kind of weird that we didn't like mention anything about the voice to Matoya. We weren't right. like, yeah, Matoya is saying something about like gates and telling us to like throw open some kind of gates. Yeah, we're just like, yeah, there's souls left their body, and we don't know what the fuck's going on, so can you help us with that? It's like, no, he couldn't possibly have mentioned anything else. Warrior of Light, Alice, nothing, nobody. Unfortunate. Uh, but after Alphano is handed to us, and we're told, hey, this happened, we go, oh, well, him too. All of a sudden, you know, Shadowhunter looks at us and goes, it's good to see you again. And then the Warrior of Light looks at his face, looks on his belt and sees his mask, and it doesn't even give you the option to guess wrong. It just asks you which way you want to say it. Gaius Van Belsar or the Black Wolf. Those are the only things. I think if you call him the Black Wolf, he more readily throws... He's not that anymore, because he does it anyway if you call him Gaius. He says, I left the moniker of Black Wolf behind at the Praetorium or something. Yeah. But he said it. He finally said it. Yep. We all kind of knew it, but he finally said it. Let's rip that band-aid off. Yeah. So what what I really like here is the whole time I've been saying, like, guys survived. Everyone's been saying, he exploded. There's no way. He he died in, in the in the praetorium. Like, how could he possibly have survived? There's gotta be some explanation. He walked and away. Guys is like, do you remember how it unfolded? And then he's like, I was going to die, but then I realized I was much too angry. <laughs> so I didn't die. I survived instead because I decided to. <laughs> I decided not to die, so I didn't. It was pretty much his like, yeah, that's how I just, I got yeah. stood up and said, no. No, I just decided not to. So, and it's like, it's that simple. He's like, I thought about dying and then I decided not to. So I didn't. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, cool. See, that's Sweet what guy. I meant by the yeah. delivery was so different. Cause I was like, oh, they're going to show us an echo flashback of like him, like kind of coming nah. to peace with himself or like that nah. scene. Where he, and then he just like. You know, and then I still kind of expected that he would be just, he would just get up and get away. I don't think, I didn't think anyone rescued him or anything, but I thought it was more like he kind of survived the explosion and then like comes up from the rubble and says, ah, I guess I still have a job to do. 
No, he was just like, ah, I just no, I don't want to die. That's it. I've got, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty upset about all this. Yeah. So, die, dying is for Asians. But like the shot they show, he's still just standing there, like in the middle of the explosion, right? It's not like he's made the decision and then run away. He's like, I'm still gonna take the explosion. <laughs> I'm still gonna really cop it. Like, yeah, I'm still gonna cop it on the chin. Like, I'm still gonna blow up. I'm just not gonna die when it happens. <laughs> Wouldn't be Daddy Gaius any other way, I suppose. No. Nah. Oh, so good. It just felt good to so finally good. hear it. Like we all knew, there's no doubt. But to call him Shadow Hunter when you know, you just know exactly who it is was so mm. grating. Mm. And uh, chalk one up for Hat Jesus. I did say they would reveal it in part one that it was Gaius. They would not wait till part two for that because it would have been stupid. Hmm. I'm, I am a little bit frustrated by how casually he like, um, he, he basically conceded that we killed La Habre. He was like, oh, I, was, I wanted to kill La Habre, but you did it. I thought he'd be really pissed about that, you know, like us sort of denying him that. No, man, he just, he just wants the, just wants the Asians dead, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he like cares how exactly as long as, mm -hmm. as they're they're dying if somebody's doing the job he he's happy i mean he's already got two of the overlords so like he's pretty much like on even score with us because i mean thornton pinched one of our kills so we've only killed like two of the overlords yeah i mean the la habrea death wasn't even really us so much as yeah that was, was thornton yeah we got Igeom, we got Igeom and Nabrialis, so we're two for two. I really like every time they br that uh, Salas brings up Nabrialis being a fucking idiot. Yeah. Because <laughs> he really was. It was such a weird yeah. way to go about establishing you could kill an Asian. It's like, oh, how do we do that? I guess we just make one who's a big fucking dumbass and just goes headlong on his own into the base to kidnap Minfilia of all people. <laughs> Like, wow, Minfilia. Guess I gotta save her. Looks like that might come to a head, though. We shall see. Um, but then we get some more information because he's uh, he's been doing some digging, and I think it seems he knows about Solace. It seems yeah. he's not oblivious as we may have previously expected uh, him to be. I'm I'm under the impression that he thinks that. Uh, that Varus is being manipulated and Solace was being manipulated in the same way that he was manipulated. Not that Solace was literally an Asian. He just thinks the Asians like pulling the strings. Well, you know? he did. He did come across the bot, the clones of of Solace, Solace, and yeah, began to assume an Asian could be using those bodies. He did. He uh, did. He did draw that as a potential conclusion, but he didn't. He didn't say did that. Did he come across the clans? He came across yeah with the the black because what because that scene happens and then immediately goes to the scene with Varys and Solace where Solace is like thanking Varys for all the clones and shit like that. Yeah, he well he went to the Black Rose. He and Alfredo went to the Black Rose production facility, right? And they uh, destroyed the existing stores of Black Rose. Uh, and went through the records and found that Xenos had been into the records and authorized their production. I don't think he... He did. He did. No, he, he did find the clones. He yeah, 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 you're right. He came, he came across the, the clones of Solace, so 
at that point, I mean, he's yeah. luckily Gaius is not a fucking idiot, so he pretty much puts two and two together immediately. Yeah, he's asking, uh, were the Asians responsible for these abominations, or was it the will of the emperor? Yeah, that's it. So he hasn't quite put two and two together and realized that the Asians and the emperor are the same thing. But he knows it's a machination of one or yes. the other. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Scarier thing for me is the Empire is getting too close to Algon tech levels of. Yeah, now that they've got cloning and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, this is this is literally what Amon was doing with Zande. Yep. Producing all these clones of him to try and uh, bring him back. It's getting scarier. I don't. Uh, Algons are involved too much as it is. I don't. I don't need the Garlands being even more elegant than they already are. Oh, uh, yeah, look, so Guy says, I must know which hand guides the Empire. So he doesn't, he hasn't worked it out yet. But he's he's on to it. Like, he's, yeah, he's like, he's very, he's very clearly, it's not, there's yeah. a chance there's Asians involved. Yeah, and I mean, now that we know, we're going to tell him next time we see him. Yeah, we didn't really tell him a lot either. <laughs> We just let him no, talk the whole time. That's that's yeah. our that's the warrior light. We just let people talk, and we just go. Well, I think that was wise. Like we're not exactly sure what his angle is at this point uh, as a character, anyway. So we're not going to surrender too much information, are we? Yeah, we don't really. The it's pretty uncertain whether or not you can trust him yet. Kind of. Basically, it's kind of the the yeah. man, Gaius. You think that's it? We're just like too shocked to say anything. I would be. I'd be like, yeah. I'm just over here being like, oh my god, I didn't realize you were so handsome. <laughs> Holy shit, your eyes are so green, and your and your jaw is so so broad and chiseled. Ooh. Yeah. No, I've got shots of my character here, and I'm just in awe. I can see it. I'm beginning to question if that's you pressing left and right to go through images or fapping. I haven't. <laughs> I, I haven't, I haven't come to the conclusion yet, no, I, you know, I, and I'm and, I, and I'm fearing you may be coming to a conclusion soon. <laughs> That's filthy. A little bit. But... I want to speak to my lawyer. <laughs> How do you feel about Gaius Sly? How do you feel about his return? much needed my my biggest like not concern what i really want to happen i i just want to see the conversation between gaius and uh varus i i want there to be some kind of understanding of what's going on why things are going on. and i'm now, I'm trying, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself because we haven't even talked about the whole Varys conversation and what we think is going on there. But it kind of ties into why I really want to see um, Gaius and Varys together and mm. the possibilities. See, I'm more interested in seeing Gaius and Solace together Same. because Gaius was like Solace's, uh, basically his adopted child. Right. Like, and Gaius is so proud of that and so proud of Solus. And Gaius's idea is that, like, Solus created the Empire and then it went to shit uh -huh. because of the Asians. 
Like he hasn't put two and two together that his hero and his mentor was a fucking ass yet. So that's that's what I want to see. I want to see how that plays out. The reason I want to see this this play out the way it hopefully will is because they pretty much share the same interests, hmm. even though they're going about it differently. And again, we'll wait. You think Gaius and Varus share the same interests? The empire, the yeah. the the well being of the empire. I do think that that's the still... well being. The well-being of the Empire and the disdain for Asians. I don't I don't know if Solus uh sorry Varus really cares about the well-being of the Empire. He thinks that the Empire can't achieve peace. He thinks the Empire's means to an end. He still likes it. <laughs> he still thinks it's pretty cool. He still thinks he still it's, it's he still thinks cool. it's pretty important. He still feels this like duty mm. to it. Mm. He said duty. But, <laughs> but he's just tired of being dicked around by uh, Asians right now. Yeah, he mm. wants his, he wants his vision. He's this, yeah, he's in the same position as Gaius was in, so they mm. share some interest, and I want to see if they kind of meet in the middle with that because they like i feel like both of them are are at extremes when it comes to dealing with with Asians. one one you know the more direct method with gaius and i feel like varus is a little bit more manipulative it's playing the long game <laughs> yeah varus just thinks that we can't defeat the Asians until we're united and he yeah. believes it's bullshit i think there's more to it yeah i I, i'm i'm real curious about this because after we get the gaia scene he explains alice doesn't really trust him you know we Mm. we basically cover everything on the east so he can start preparing for the west we get Mm. sent to a little cutaway scene between varus and solace and yeah he's uh still very reluctant about pretty much doing anything solace wants but he's kind of doing it anyway He's just kind of mm. going along with things, but he's still uh, he still confronts Solace, and he's as entertaining and as much of an asshole on screen as he was the last time. Solace. Yeah, I think Varus is kind of an idiot not to realize that the War of Succession was deliberate. Yeah, yeah, because that was that was obvious to us like as soon as we found out what solace was it was like oh well of course like arbiters of chaos like that's not the empire isn't excluded from that yeah and he was pretty pissed to learn about it too because he also rose to power in that in that sort of asian machination but i mean solace says how can you be surprised throwing the world into disarray was the very purpose for which this nation was carefully constructed like yeah no what? shit he's like what yeah you mean to tell me that was according to plan salsa's like come on man like, really i thought you were smarter than that man come on anyone else would have figured it out by now so the most important part of this scene which i think is going to be something that pays into our uh, transition into 5.0 um, so the lines, okay. So we, they're talking about Black Rose because they're in the Black Rose uh, production facility here. And Solace says, now that I think on it, Black Rose may well possess the perfect aspects 
Slowly but surely, the deluge of light has worked upon the ether here in the source, and the gas should be most susceptible to its influence. What does that mean? He seems to think that either the, the, the thinning of the ether will make it easier for the gas to spread, or the gas will somehow make the ether grow even thinner. Yeah. It's hard it's hard to tell which which way that's really trying to go, but he's very carefully acknowledging this ether thinning, which does come to a head. We do see it in Matoya's cave a while back, where she can't even get her brooms to work occasionally. Yeah. They keep yeah. going on the sh they keep shorting out because there's not enough ether to maintain the spell. Yeah. But it it seems that as a result of the thing of the ether, the gas is going to be far more uh, destructive and widespread than it's supposed to be. And he seems to like that idea. Chaos. Arbiters of chaos! Yeah. Is that his wrestling tag team name? <laughs> yes. His tag team partner is Emmett. His tag team partner is Emmett Selk, who um, is himself, what, from what I would probably presume after Gaius brought the name up. He's got to be, right? He's got to be Emmett Selk. Yeah, because Gaius brought up, he brought up La Habrea, he brought up a little bit, and then he brought up Emmett Selk, one of the other, like, top yeah. tier. And that's, so, it's, it's got to be Solace. Yeah, so, so obviously Solace is just his Garland name, right? Yeah, that's the mm. body that he's in, is Solace. You know, Salas Oscalvis. Yeah. But he's Emmett Selk. Yeah. I'd be okay. shocked if that was anybody but Salas. Like, really, yeah. like, if, if suddenly Varys is like, ha-ha, I'm Emmett Selk. I'd be like, nope, that's nah. not supposed well, we to happen. No, a... you're not. <laughs> Shut up, no, you're not. On the table, though. Mm. Besides Emmett Selk, there were other names that were mentioned. I forget the list. I had to go back and look at the scene. But there were other names besides Emmett Selk. Yeah. yeah. Well... La Habrea, Elidibus, and Emmett Selk are the ones that are attached to the source. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Whereas uh, all the other shards, they have their own Asians. Like Nabriales, like Igeom. Igeom was attached to the 13th and she fucked up, which is why she basically got like um, repurposed here into La Habrea's bitch. Um, but they're a lot weaker, right. apparently. Yeah. So, guys has already destroyed two of them. Right. It kind of is easy to surmise the rest of the Asians. Like, because if I um, if I remember the ad, like the Asian names are the um, science of light. There you go. From Evil East. Mm -hmm. There you go. It's easy to pick up the the rest of the Asian names. We could really predict the other Asians we may come in contact with right now. Well, some of them uh, are even yeah. named back in 2.0, and we haven't met them after they were named in that like final cutscene after Bahamut started shaking shit up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, but I I think that dealing with the Asians of the source. I mean. All of this kind of leads back to the key point of Shadowbringers is this whole flood of light. And the more information we get, the more 
it's it seems that any action we take again the quote from the trailer is win or lose you're fucked like i don't remember the exact quote but win or lose something bad's gonna happen Mm -hmm. so we win flood of light we lose flood of darkness i don't there's it's just a matter of of darkness i think like we lose regular calamity I mean, another calamity is another rejoining, and at that point, more than half have yeah. already rejoined. So, yeah, but but it's like I think that's one of the reasons why we need to become the warrior of darkness is because we need to realize that allowing another calamity is preferable to allowing a flood of light because a calamity is like you know a lot of destruction, a lot of shit show, but a flood of light is everyone dies, like everyone dies. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the tough one. And it almost seems like Solace is like making a gamble because I don't think a flood of light would be good for the source at all from Solace's perspective. I don't think from Melitibus's perspective either. No. So it seems like Solace is like making this gamble that we're going to choose Calamity. I think he's feeling pretty confident about it. Although we yeah. did learn that the this the statement he makes to us on the gate is not a statement he makes to us at all and was completely no. repurposed as a red herring for the trailer. Yeah, which they do all the fucking time. They even like changed the audio of it to match kind of like the atmosphere, like it's that like ether touched voice. Maybe he says it yeah. to us again, but I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. But at least from the conversation with Varys and Sauls, I mean this was why I said originally I thought that Varys was going to be kind of like the one who ushers in the light because he wants to, like he wants to get rid of the Asians. That's why I initially thought that. But they did also red, not red, mm-hmm. I guess not red herring, but they did kind of bait and switch us with his tone in terms of the actual meeting between mm-hmm. the leaders and himself, where it makes it seem like yeah, okay, this guy understands with what he's saying. Yeah, and right. Then, they made, they made it seem like Varys was going to sort of conspire with us to destroy Solace. Or try to do something like that. Yeah. Right. But that's not what he's about at all. No, this motherfucker's lost his goddamn mind is what's, is what's going on. I don't think he's lost his mind. I think he's just bought into some serious bullshit. Has he? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I see. Here's the thing. So I've seen I've seen two theories regarding this. So after we're yeah. done with the scene with Solace, where he walks off with the best laugh, <laughs> one of my favorite. That's his fucking WWE walk right there, where he's walking out of the thing laughing. Um, we get to the meeting, uh, the parlay between uh, uh, Varys and the leaders after Maxima shows up, and apparently he's the one who's like, yeah. Well, they're, you know, Varys sent the Popularis here for this to to check for this parlay. Like he wants the parlay, and I'm like, yes, that's the Varys I thought we were gonna get. And then he mm-hmm. shows up and he sits down and he's like, "All right, so you guys are giving up, right? <laughs> Your dad was better than you. You killed Kobolds. You guys don't know what the fuck is going on. You're all stupid. We're better. Just join us, all right?" Yeah, he was really handing out L's at that table. <laughs> yeah but that's just because he wanted us to get to the point 
he was like, he wanted us to realize that, yeah, we're all hypocrites. We're all inconsistent. We're never going to get along. That was basically it. He's like, he wanted to lead us to, to that point that there is no common ground. There is no logic. There is no reason. We're all a bunch of fucking idiots. And he's like, and that's why we need the rejoining because all the races were, were once the same race, which is bullshit. Like we already know that that's not true. We already know that there are races that were not around at the time of Alec, um, spoken races, and Varys is wrong about that. So I don't know where he's gotten this idea from. Presumably from Solace, right? Well, pres presume so. There's two was one from Solace. Presumably he also played Final Fantasy XI because that was oh, yeah. <laughs> one of the major plot points of Final Fantasy XI is the, uh. the original race of the Xylarts were broken into five. Mm -hmm. And those are the enlightened races, and they're all, and they all come with their flaws, and that's where the archangels come in. We have arrogance and apathy, I love, and I love how Hardy's projecting. He's like, "Yeah, well, you know, Garlands can't use ether, but like, oh, you guys have all got problems too, and that's why we." He's he he needs the rejoining because he's butt hurt that Garlands can't use ether. Varus has been watching Infowars. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that in the chat. Oh God. <laughs> that makes me laugh. Okay. There oh no. That that really makes me laugh. Okay. So uh yeah, we go through this entire first half of talking to him, and then we come back and we're just like, alright. Let's figure this shit out. Nanimo becomes an actual leader for the first time in fucking five years. What do you mean for the first time? Nanimo Nanimo's like <laughs> boss, dude. Nanamo is a fucking whiny bitch, all right? She, all she does is be like, okay. help on, fix my problems. I don't know what to do. Okay. I'm going yeah. to die for a patch and come back, and it's not going to make any fucking sense. <laughs> all right. Wow. And, and then I'm going to have all these naive ideologies that <laughs> the most hated enemies in my own fucking government are going to have to solve for me, and I'm going to have to make do with all that. Oh, God. Okay, all right. She's going through a change within her nation. Like she's gone from. I um, wish we'd get back on yeah. that plot point for fuck's sake, because it's one that's she's been so lightly. Democracy. <laughs> it's been like so lightly, like they set it up to be like this huge thing, and then it disappears. It's like, all right, that'll happen eventually. She's like, she's like eliminated almost all political dissension within Ulda, right. and is leading them towards uh, democratization. Yeah, she's better like, fucking she's hurry up. up. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, she's racing against a flood of light now. Yeah, well. So, moving away from Nanamo, I was just so surprised that Varus was like, yeah, the, the Gullimold's Assians. Yeah, he just... I was like, not expecting that. Yeah, everyone already knew it, and then once, yeah. they, once Nanamo asked the question, he's like, now you're asking the right questions, and he just threw that information at them. Yeah. This is where it became kind of clear that while he didn't necessarily want to, like, meet to fix kind of, like, like the, obviously they, they didn't want to, you know, actually fight on the battlefield there. But really wasn't the point of his meeting. The point of his meeting no. was, like, I, we got to beat these. Listen, I, if once I leave this tent, they'll fucking hear me. So can we, like, you know, yeah. fucking fix this shit? Yeah. yeah, he wanted to demonstrate that we had the same enemies in the Asians, but he also wanted to demonstrate 
again, the whole point of the first half of the meeting was to demonstrate that we are never going to get along. And that the only way for us to get along is if we're the same race. And the only way for that to happen is if we play along with the Asians uh, to the point where we've completed the rejoining and then we can unite and kick their ass. Yeah, I don't think he understands how that, that works. I don't think he understands that at that point, like Zodiac's gonna be back. <laughs> like, what are we gonna do at that point? For for Varus to be so well read on everyone, have dirt on everybody, yeah, and not know what's going on in his camp, I find that to be a little bit, you know, too good to be true. Well, it's like, just his hubris. He thinks he knows what's going on. I have a feeling he knows a little bit more. Like he's okay. close. He's close to the situation in in Solace slash in itself. Yeah. He's close to the situation, and I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that Solace has made no bones about his plans whatsoever. Like he he's pretty much laid his cards on the table. There's nothing. Why would he have any reason to hide anything from Varys? Mm-hmm. What would what would that do for his benefit? Right. It's better off just being like, yeah, I'm better than you. Or, yeah, and he knows this. And, like, he's pretty much made a kind of lose lose situation for not only Varys, but, like, everyone. Mm-hmm. And he, he doesn't have to hide. He doesn't have to, you know, scheme, even though he is kind of scheming. Mm-hmm. Um so why would he so why would Varys what I'm asking is why would Varys openly um, suggest something that he, in his right mind he knows like the nations aren't going to agree with him they he knows he knows one that he knows he knew they didn't know why they were fighting the war to begin mm-hmm. and he even says now you're asking the right question yeah. Why are we fighting this this war? Yeah. So he's giving he's given us a united sense of purpose, which plays into what he wants, which is the, this escalation of the conflict mm-hmm. in order to bring about calamity. I think we're all getting debated. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people suggest that he's kind of just saying these things because he wants he almost wants the Asians to believe he's playing along to that degree. Like, cause he, cause the Asians want what he want. They want that. Yeah. And I really don't think he also wants that. I think it's a lot. I've, I've seen a lot of people say that it feels like there's, he's got a plan with that. And it's literally not what he's saying. See, I think it's kind of the other way around that when he's around Solace, he's acting like he's um, not really sure what he wants to do and that he's just been like led by Solace and he's trying to work out like a, a way around him. Whereas once now, now that he's away from Solace, he seems like very clear a vision and he's like, oh yeah, no, I'm playing along. I'm playing along so that I can destroy them once we're done with the rejoining. I don't think he wants Solace to know that. He wants Solace to think that he doesn't have a plan and that he's just going along with the punches. And then he invites our ass to the table, mm-hmm. knowing damn well that ain't going to go the way. That's the thing. I don't think he ever expected anyone at that table to go, yeah, yeah, 
No, he didn't. I, I think that what he expected was us to come away from the table being like, yo, fuck yeah, we're going to war. Let's fucking get him. Asian loving motherfuckers. I think that was his plan. Again, because us going into open conflict and us escalating this war and us being like this united front that can stand against Garlemald will make it easier and easier to bring about calamity. Which seems to be uh, we're on a crash course for no matter what. Yeah. Small side question then. Mm. Totally unrelated or related issue. Are Anya and Julia under service of Solace or Varys? Uh, that's an interesting question. Well, I mean, Koji was asked about this at FanFest because they're, they're like the guards that were standing in the palace when they were having yeah. this original conversation. With Solace. And they were like, so, so they asked him, like, what's their deal? He's like, oh, they were just like really like heavily vetted. <laughs> so they're, they're Varys's. They're just like really well trained. They? Yeah, they're well trained. Yeah, sure. Here's yeah. a really interesting one for you, though. Um, they are. Oh, shit, where is it? They they're actually related to uh, another NPC. Where is he? Ah, damn it. Um, they've got the same last name as. Uh, uh, one of the Garland NPCs from the Beast Tribe quests, from the yeah. United Tribe quests. From the Heavensward yeah. ones. Yeah, and I thought I had a screenshot, but I don't. But I'm kind of wondering from if that's going to lead anywhere. From the Vanu? Well, from the he all the Heavensward ones. The yeah, allied, from, the from, allied the, from the Allied one, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm trying to find the screenshot I had, and I can't find it. But yeah, that's, that's right. Serranus was the name. Dude, after the beating they got, changed the name to Sore Anus. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking kidding me? Get out of here with that shit. That was an easy one. Uh, I mean, it does literally say Sore Anus. It does. Just minus the yeah. E. Yeah. Uh, and they are Centurions. Quo is the, the Centurion rank. So they're one underneath uh, Sass, which is you know, Libya and Rattan. Yeah. I guess it's just, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't actually think that those are Varus. Like, Varus has much control over those two. Like, even, even when we beat them on the battlefield, they go, we've, did our, we've done our job. And then they leave, and then both sides retreat. That's it. And then the mm. fucking first part of the battle is over. Hmm. So I don't know. I, I I don't think they're with Varys. Okay. Well, again, Varys doesn't want to defeat us here. No, That's he doesn't. Elitazino yeah, sure wants to cause some fucking trouble, though. Man, I was so salty that we didn't get that. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in two minds about this. So I, I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but hey, we do the dungeon. We all know what happens there. It's a pretty epic dungeon. We're expecting to have some Elitazino's confrontation for the final boss, and we don't. We fight these twins instead. Um, and they retreat. But, like, that Elitazino's fight, that's definitely on Gimlet. So we got this stalemate in Gimlet until part two. Right. Um, and that is so frustrating. 
<laughs> I want to remind you, both fan fests will have come and gone by the time we get to that, because the next part two is until the late March. The next fan yeah. fest is February second and third, and the Japanese one is the is March twenty second and twenty third. Yeah. So, I mean, we want to get part two of the trailer, but it seems kind of difficult that we're going to get part two of the trailer because we don't we haven't learned anything new. Like we don't we don't really have any more ammunition to sort of work out what Shadowbringers is going to be all about um, than we did in four point four. I'm I'm telling you, man, we're gonna become the Shadow Bringer and Shadow Hunter's gonna fucking come try to take us down and we're gonna be at odds with Gaius again. I'm telling mm. you, man. Mm. That's the theory, and I'm sticking to it. I got two right. theories for 5.0. I got two theories. That's okay. one. The other one is that Blue Mage will be 60 and 5.1, which they've kind of already told us. 70 and 5.3, and Beastmaster and 5.5. Those are my two Shadowbringer theories right now. I just say we get arithmetician. Stop it. No. <laughs> we are not Hell, getting arithmetician. I think Evilly's kind of made a little bit, little bit of a hint at it. I'm just saying. Listen, Mister. I pretty listen. I knew as soon as your motherfucking ass saw the end of that shit, you were gonna go full persona on me. So I don't. We get. We'll get to that eventually. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> We, we, we get that meeting, we we do Gim, we, we do the Gimlet Dark Dungeon, and then Alice A gets called. Now everyone's gone, pretty much. Other than, like, our few remaining echo-gifted individuals. Right. And, and that's the thing that annoyed me, is that I went and spoke to Aaronvold right after. He doesn't have any new dialogue. I'm like, why wasn't Aaronvold at Gimlet? There's a lot of NPCs that have, even if you go to, yeah. like, the various, like, guild <laughs> leaders and shit, like, a lot I of them will be like, say. yeah. yeah. But Aaron, Aaron Bolt's just like, like, hey. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm, I'm like, not even going to mention Fordola. <laughs> no, like, where's Aaron Bolt? Where's Fordola? They're killing primals, man. They ain't got shit. Listen, they ain't got fucking time for our shit. They're out they, in their little primal they, death they squad. Have, they should have been there. They should have been at Gimlet. You'd think. You'd think they want to, right? Considering it's right on the border of El Amigo. I still have faith for Fordola and 5.5. Yeah, I really hope so. I hope she hasn't been left behind. Yeah. Because she's such a great character. Well, she's busy slaying level 20 primals, man. Yeah, evidently. Yeah, that's what she's doing right now. So is Aaron Bolt. Uh, yeah, and then it just ends after it's like, oh, Alice A's out cold now, too. And you're just like, see you next time. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. What? Okay. And then you get a little ominous, you know, a little ominous thing yeah. of, of Elida Xenos, and then you're just like, right. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. I couldn't, yeah. I was like, you can't stop there and send me back to the Rising Stones like shit's done. <laughs> you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> and then they're just like, yeah, we'll see you later. And we're just like, Okay. Alright. I'm going I'm going to do release now. Fuck that. I'm I'm I can't I can't be satisfied with this. Compared to fucking having a giant fucking dollar mood of death in the sky for two months like we did in three point five and with Papalino's mm-hmm. sacrifice. I can't I can't be satisfied with the end of this. Well, it's a very tense ending. It is, but without the, it's tense without the suspense. 
for mm-hmm. me. Because now uh, I've just seen the trailer and I'm like, well, I know what scenes are left. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's just a matter of like the context of those scenes. Yeah, I guess. Mm. Like we have the heroes battle against Xenos with Lise probably breaking his helmet mm. with that one punch. And then we square off against him. And then who knows what the fuck that is. We have uh, uh, Ella Xenos, who's in the mm. trailer, who's clearly going to make an appearance in the next portion of everything. Mm. So it's just, and there's still another scene with Varys in the capital. It looked like because he has the scene with he has the scene in the the Black Rose plant with the scientist, but then he has another scene in the trailer that's definitely not the Black Rose yeah. facility. Yeah, and we've got a scene with Solace. Yep. There's there's a few things that are still very much missing from the trailer. So now it's mm-hmm. just about uh just about where it goes and we have to wait two months and i hate it frustrating it can do just you couldn't have made this february and hydato's march you couldn't have done it the other way right you can't you can't just shift that around please so overall msq a lot of really important moments Mm. but at the end just man it's not like it fell flat. It's not that it fell flat. It just no, didn't, no, no. it just never it didn't fall anywhere. It just it stopped right before it reached a cliff. And it's like I'll jump when I'll jump in two months. I'll do it. I'll do it. What did, what did Faro say? It's like we're in free fall right now. We're, it's not even like we're yeah. It's not even like we're in free fall though. It's like someone standing at the top of the cliff with in a fucking and then they they brought like sunscreen and an umbrella and. They're just ready to sunbathe at the top of the cliff when they're fucking their fucking lawn chair. They're just like, ah, all right. They crack open a beer, slather that shit on, be like, all right, see you in two months. Ugh. They're looking at the cliff like, man, that's gonna be real cool when we get to that, huh? Yeah, I think it is a little bit more like that. Ugh. it was tough, man. It's a good thing that Evilise was so good, but we're gonna we don't want to jump into Evilise. Oh yeah. Just yet, because I think we can burn through the four lords relatively quickly. Oh, all right. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't think we really have to have too much of a discussion about the four lords. I think it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. It's um, very straightforward. Yeah. Um, but before we do that, I um, want to take this time in the middle of the show to thank our Patreon sponsors, since we got a good segue hey. instead of waiting till the end of the show like we did last week. So, hey. you heard me mention Steel Series at the beginning of the show for our sponsors, but. The people who watch the show also sponsor the show every week. They've been doing so since hashtag demonetize became a big thing on YouTube last year. So we want to take this time in the middle of the show to thank our patrons over on Patreon. We, of course, have our patrons of light, Kuja Cross, Anjanova, and Kurenai Oni, who have been massive supporters and members of the community we've been very much familiar with. They always provide screenshots, too. Kuja being the, uh, the professional, you know, photographer. Of the bunch. He's always got something good for us. He's even got the wide shots now. Like they they they're like there's these like the blank spots on the top and the bottom. And then I still have the image from last time for Kerr, of Kerr and I of him going him deciding, you know what? Fuck this party finder, we're wiping. I'm taking a bath. i I loved this image, so I just kept it from the last one. Cause they're all dead, but he's having a good time. So our patrons of light sure know how to protect the realm and party at the same time. So, thank you to our patrons of light. Uh, we, of course, have our... I'm so glad Faros isn't here this week for this part. 
Because we have the rest of our patrons, and Faros is the living hype man who is, a, is an influence on Sly. And it scares me every time. Uh, we have we have our uh, other patrons as well, of course, a bunch of other supporters. We have our standard State of the Realm sponsors. Narek Vizlov of, of the Fist of Ralgar, Chris Suzuki, Crazy Demeter of Midgard, Raijin Ventus from Cactar, Carol, Ray, Senshi, Shadowlink on Tom Barry, Dom Asukawik from Genova Server, Lamillionel of Midgard, Summer, Sarah in the Fennel Family, Johnny Oyatsia, Kifkin the Great Eagle on Exodus, Kadeoshi from Kujata, Skia Symphonia from Ragnarok, Riley or Westhouse, the Purple Warrior, Edric Red Sail on Exodus, Lexi Valentine, Mentor on the Revivus FC from Zodiac, Sour Cream Chives from Genova, Renault Chikar, Guisha Valfa from Siren, Phoenix Down, FC on Goblin, and Saren from Zodiac. And then we have our elite sponsors as well. Zeravire on Coral, Alchemy, Shinka, Casual Heroes, FC on Midgard, Summer, Tatach, Takana, Hyperion, Kanazuki from Genova, Ustar on Coral, Sothal, Sarah Frost from Behemoth, Holy Tabasco, Crasher 015, Sony FC on Ultras, Kakazuma, Agnes Fagger from Excalibur, Velestro, Fanfront, Not Quartz from Excalibur, Corvus Moonsguard, Private Mikey, Nanakir, Sunny, Rudy Rudiger, Kill Hackman, Roll Jr., and Kiltastic Jones. There you go. Thank you, Tor. Wow. Thank you so much. Wow. Wow. Wow, thanks. The sponsorship. And now that we've got the new format placement and reached the end of the show, it's just sign-offs. It'll be wonderful. Beautiful. I love it. So thank you to everyone. And of course, thank you to Steel Series again. So with that, Four Lords, I feel like we can take this out in 10, 15 minutes because I don't think there's any room for discussion or cliffhangers or anything. No. Seriu shows up. Yeah. He likes the idea of his Aramatama. We tell him, you're fucking dumb. He goes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we face Koryu in a cutscene. And that's it. See you later. <laughs> yep. Nice. Damn, you left so much behind. What did y'all, what did y'all think of uh, Seriu's backstory in comparison to the other lords? Uh, I feel like leaving the thirsty one for the fourth would have been better. Leaving Suzaku for last with this, like, odd romantic interest in Tenzin would have been more interesting than the guy, or than the auspice who was like, the only one to ever beat me was him. I never got my rematch. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty much what it was. He just wanted a rematch against Tenzin above all else. And we were, I guess, his substitute in this case, while also serving a purpose in regards to you know, making sure everyone was all set. It was weird to me as we beat Seryu and then we just immediately went to Koryu. When we beat Biako, he was like, all right, I need to chill because I'm going to need my strength back. And Seryu was like, all right, no, I'm good. Let's just go. Yeah, Fuck let's it. do it. Let's go. Seryu, apparently Seryu was supposed to be the more powerful of the... Uh, of the uh, yeah, that... Yeah, he's been training for like a thousand years. Yeah, he's been training. So it's just been working out. Yeah, he's doing... He's, he's He just wraps his tail around a 12-pound dumbbell and just does fucking lifts. Yeah. Apparently, that's it. And I love, I, and I love the idea of um, Saria being like this, um, this uh, misunderstood kami. Yeah, and, I like it too. And and he, uh, they sent him sacrifices, and he's like, "Yeah, I just took him to a far off land." I'm like, "Where the fuck did you take them? Like, where are these all these sacrifices? What happened to them? Are they alive? I mean, you didn't." He just said. Up. He said he sends them away. But you'd yeah, think that they you'd think that they had lives and they just go back to where they were. <laughs> no. They're just like, oh, you mean I don't have to deal with those fuckers anymore? Alright, sweet. New life. Here we come, baby. I think it's interesting how it's like a, an inversion of the story of St. George. Right? Is that there's this there's a dragon that 
people having to like sacrifice maidens to to keep it you know satiated and then the hero comes along and kills it it's like a complete opposite he's like no i didn't i didn't kill any of the maidens i just put them somewhere else and then the hero comes and he's like when i had to kill the hero so you know they they want me to kill the hero so i'll kill the hero that's what they that's what they think of me so i'm gonna do that you know keeps me relevant you know yeah yeah he was he was a ball of 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 weirdness serio uh yeah. i did like the way they decided i did like how they, they tackled the fact that uh he's a snake and not a traditional dragon which was a common discussion point about serio leading up to this yeah um yeah. and how yeah i mean that's what the story you just got where the stories became that he was a vicious dragon as opposed mm-hmm. to anything else although he's he's definitely a serpent which dragons can be serpents you know we've seen variants of which that they can be and then you i mean you get to core you anyway and then you know <laughs> yeah that was yeah mm. so that yes yeah, so, because after we beat siryu he kind of gives us his backstory and then he goes wait Genbu's gone. We have to go back now. And Corey was just like, "All right, I'm I'm on my way. That's it. That's you just that's, you, but deal with it now because I'm I'm coming." And we see a giant Kieran model, like the mount. And I look at that yeah. and I go, "Okay, that makes perfect sense." But why? But I still wasn't expecting. It. So like Kieran, Corey, similar, like you know, same legend, different name, same legend kind of thing. Yeah. And our Kieran, the mount, is based off of an old legend. Like, it's actual... It's, we're pretty much performing a summoning almost every time we ride Kieran as a mount. It's described that the whistle basically like, calls his ether to, like, mm. generate a physical form. Mm. That legend had to come so, from somewhere, but apparently it so, came from that. So, Cory is just a really old Kieran. Pretty much. And at least people who played Monster Hunter maybe weren't as surprised at the horse form. Yeah. No. He's a, he's a horse dragon. He's a big old, yeah. big old horse yeah, dragon. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't really surprised by him being a giant horse dragon. I just, I still was surprised. I was just like, no, they're not going to do, oh, they did that. <laughs> they sure did. Oh. Okay. Giant laser horse. Yeah, and then he kills Genbu. No, Which, just me. no, just you. I said, I said he's a hospice. No, yeah, that's why I said just you, and we're yeah. moving on. No, okay, all right. When I make a bad joke, everyone wants to groan about it. You, we just want to move on because we know you're better than that. So we want to give no, you that. We don't want to. We don't want to relish this moment. Too. Don't don't get it twisted. I want to move on from yours too. Yeah, but it's on my channel, so. <laughs> Which <laughs> there's not really much place to run, I guess. Sly, I told you one week you could, if Sly, if we host it on your channel one day, then you have a choice all of a sudden. You host it on my channel. Okay. It's gonna, it's right. gonna be okay. there. There you go. All right. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Okay. And you and when you type it out, it comes out as horse spice. Which okay. is, right. a, is a very yeah, I think okay. you, I think you realize right. that typing okay. out horse fist. Right. Okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take I take a quick time out here. Uh, just cool off. Horseradish? Oh, I love horseradish. 
He's just taking the quick. We'll we'll wait till he's back from timeout. But seriously, but back on topic. Not a lot to talk about in terms of the four lords. Um, it pretty much ended how we all assumed, and in the end, we're just hoping for an ultimate. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I wanted a, I wanted an instance. I wanted a single player instance. Where we, we fought, we had the other four lords, and we all like, you know, and it was yeah. a pretty cool cutscene. Like, I accepted it, but I was still like, uh, it's good that Tenzin doesn't speak either. By the way, <laughs> like, yeah, that's mm. like, it's very warrior of like Tenzin, very warrior mm. of light like. He mm. just looks, he smiles, nods, and you it's attack. Like, He's like, <laughs> I know not to speak. I know not to speak either. Mm. Excellent. He had his Warrior of Light nod on fucking fleek. Mm -hmm. But then we come to the only weird part, and it's Sorobon giving up his life to resummon Genbu, whose soul is then too weak to inhabit the body forever. So Sorobon is technically now the auspice Genbu, but still needs to undergo training, and Genbu's soul will stick around for 500 years. Mm -hmm. So he's, like, not dead within a relative lifespan, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, so all of you are alive is what I'm getting. Because you're never going to be dead, so I'll never have to worry about having that emotion. As sad as it was when it happened, Sorbonne. I shed a tear for you, Sorbonne. And then you were alive, and he was alive. And you were fighting like two heads on the same body. Yeah, right. Even Tataru's like, we should leave. <laughs> I'm like, this that's the weird. smartest thing you've ever said, Tataru. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we, she got all that fat loot that Alpha knows going to spend when he wakes up. Yeah, that was kind of weird as well. I was like, really? Too soon. You actually gave her the fat loot? Yeah. I was like, how do you, where did you get all this, Genbu? <laughs> do like people bring this shit to the volcano and you just fucking stockpile it? You know, it was probably Tenzin's. It was probably just the shit that Tenzin had in his inventory. Yeah, they just sold it. They just sold Don't it. Don't people make offerings? Don't people make offerings? That's what I was saying. That's why they, people bring shit to the volcano. Yeah. 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 yeah and they're just, they're just like, well, fuck, we don't have anything to do with this. I guess we'll just keep it. Mm. And then she's happy. And we don't see a goddamn dime, motherfucker. Yeah, which leads, which led into uh, my question when we did uh, Ivalice and um, we come ask for help on, be, uh, on behalf of Fran. Hmm. And they're like, yeah, we, we can't help. We can't help you. I'm like, y'all just got a fucking fat stack. Why the fuck you hit you just throw it out a dime or something? Like, something. Nah, we, we can't help you. I'm sorry. There's there's other parts of Evil East that I found pretty hilarious after doing MSQ and uh and Sirio. Yeah. So so let's let's start diving into that. So Evil East, I think we could All say right. was the MSQ of this patch in a sense. Agreed. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, uh, oh boy, do I want Matsuno oh, around more? So oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. That sounds like we might have him around more. Yeah, I hope so, because if he keeps writing this stuff. So we got, a, we got a few answers, and we got a few teasers for stuff, uh, stuff we were wondering about, even from the previous ones. Uh, collectively, how, how did we kind of feel about the way that this, because we compared Omega to... Alexander and Coil. So with the finished Ivalice, um, with or without the Bacon Bread Quest is up to you since the Bacon Bread Quest is mostly for hilarity. 
above all else for entertainment purposes. It's the it's basically as if you took Matsuno and put him in a Hildebrand quest line and just made mm. it all about food. Mm. Because it's that silly. How do we feel about collectively Ivelisse against the uh the War of the Magi arc with the Void Scent with Void Arc and mm. whatnot? And the Crystal Tower arc. Uh, this will start with you. Well, there was so much exposition in the Emily's quests. And I think that kind of can work for and against it. Um, in that I, I remember for the previous steps, not so much for this one, but for the previous steps, a lot of people were getting like really, really frustrated by the preamble and just how much time it took to actually get into the instance. Um, but the thing is, they're trying to fit so much story into such a like tight container. Like, there's as much going on uh, in this side story than there has been in like the whole MSQ for Stormblood, um, and it's really, really difficult to kind of, you know, feed that to people without a ridiculous amount of exposition. So I think the exposition was well handled. Um, I think it had the the most story of any of the 24 mans that we've had. And I like that personally. I like that a lot. I think it's something that I'd like to see for more side stories. But at the same time, I kind of get the inverse as well, where some people are saying, well, it's just it's just too much, you know? Sly, what about you? Um, in comparison to the other 24-man stories, this by far uh, is the best. Um, one thing that I, like, in doing Ivelisse that I constantly, you know, think about and compare it to is Alphascape, well, well, Omega in general, and how they handle FF nostalgia. And I feel like this is this is what Omega should have been mm. if they had done it right. And um, as far as the exposition, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. Like when, especially if it's story this fleshed out and this well done that ultimately will lead to something else in 5.0, probably main story connection. We don't know. Um, I'm not opposed to it. So I think it was superbly done. For me, it stands well and above, at the very least, the Void Arc set, uh, set because I, I didn't really like the whole Sky Pirate subplot of that. I like learning about the Void Scent and the War of the Magi, but I did not care about the whole Sky... I didn't care about the Sky Pirates at all. They were a vessel with which we learned, and to me, no other interest was held. Um, whereas Crystal Tower kind of falls into that same vein, where that was fans, Final Fantasy fan service done right, and this is more of that. And uh, that's what I look for. So I think I put it above the other two, but Crystal Tower is a lot closer only because um, I feel like we got a lot more interesting info about different aspects of the old world, whereas this is expanding our knowledge of the world we have currently. Well, it's a bit of both, isn't it? Well, it is. But I mean, we learned about we learned about the Gogs, you know, the Gogans and, you know, the history of of the the Garlands and whatnot, but I felt like it better served the purpose of educating us about the pieces of the world we kind of don't know about yet. Mm -hmm. I feel like it filled in a lot of gaps between Alleg and now, 
and uh, Ultima is the first thing that we've seen, which seems to actually be like older than Alec. Yeah. And uh, what, what's the name of the, um, the the name of the the empire that Ihora was trying to destroy oh, what? what is it when ultima was first summoned oh oh uh Idoran. yeah the Idoran. yeah that that seems like that predates alig yeah i mean it has to just with what we yeah. learned about ultima and there's, yeah, which is crazy. There's context clues to back that up too. On top of just theor the characters theorize it, but there's context to back it up within the raid itself. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But this, yeah, I, I'm a, I was a fan of the exposition dump. Um, I'm generally someone who doesn't. I wouldn't sit down and read a book, but something like this is more up my alley. I don't mind reading a bunch of text as long as it's mm -hmm. serving a purpose to better my understanding of something I'm already invested in. You know, it's kind of like, think, think of it like you really like this one like artist or comedian or something. And one day you just go to their wiki page. You just learn a bunch of shit that's like completely irrelevant knowledge. That's not like it, it's it's something you'll only ever use in this bubble of information. But it's so relevant mm -hmm. to you that it's like interesting. This will never serve me in, as knowledge anywhere else in my life. But in this... Mm -hmm microcosm of final fantasy 14 i was heavily okay. invested and thus my interest in reading through all of that plot as long as it took to get to the 24 man was well worth it i felt and with that we have to kind of take piece by piece what exactly we fucking found out <laughs> because we've we we learned a lot Mm -hmm. We established some rules of Ivalice that now exist in Eorzea as well. Mm -hmm. We learned about a civilization older, presumably older than Alag. And we set ourselves up for a mystery scenario in 5.x. Yeah, there's a, a lot of shit. Where, where, where do you want to start? Um... Because I honestly don't know where to it's, start. It's a it 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 is a lot. I, I think maybe we hit the broadest point of um kind of looking at the evolution aspects. Because obviously I think the part people talk about most is Fran. Okay. And All her right, being our first look at Viera. Viera mm -hmm. as a whole. You know, the Viera lore, the Bonga lore, the lore mm -hmm. of the a vagrant story and tactics and and 12 and how it all fits in um and mm -hmm. i think we got a few more pieces of all that we got kind of got to understand stuff that's current recent even looking into the post-credit scene there um and we learn i mean we learn all sorts of things about the areas that we're presumably going to because we're going to the Ractica greatwood presumably which is near orbone monastery if you know our theories are to be that the viera themselves are you know. Yeah. Well, Fran said the Viera are from the Gormor jungle yeah. and like other places. So I think the Ractica Great Wood is going to be one of those other places. Maybe it's on like the uh, like the western border of the Gormor jungle. Because we, we know the, the Numo. We know the Numo also have a large stake in the Ractica Great yes. Wood. Yes. Yeah. So so the Gormor is uh, like 
covering the border between Nagsha and Dalmaska. Um, and it's really interesting because we, we already knew that the Garlands took a really, really long time to get through Nagsha. It took them about five years to get through Nagsha. And it seems like it was mostly because of the Golmore jungle and the Viera. Uh, that they had so much trouble getting through there. And they basically like gave up on the Golmore jungle and they went through and they conquered uh, Valnein, which is the capital of Nagsha. But it seems like they never really bothered going back to Golmore, um, which is really curious. I mean, dude, bunny people are dangerous in fucking yeah, jungle because anyone who goes in there is... They're isolationist. Yeah. yeah, which is true to their lore before, but... They go through great efforts to explain to us how so many more of them are venturing out into the world to understand it. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why they're doing that. <laughs> it's almost like we need a reason for them to show up as level ones out in the rest of the game. <laughs> um, um, yeah, They're actually like, their culture is exactly what Gridanian culture was like 80 years ago. Yeah. Which I think interesting as well i mean they're also in they also live with the trees mm. and they very much believe that the the area they live in is you know dictates their almost like they're allowed to exist there because the 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 woods dictate it mm. that they accept them kind of thing yeah i'm really interested to find out if they've got some kind of relationship with uh the elementals there pedals whether they've got some Pajali equivalent, yeah. Well, at the very least, again, it goes through large extents to explain to us all the possibilities in regards to 5.0. Um, if you speak to the Wandering Dramaturge, it gives you the name of the clans that we'll likely be seeing uh, options for with the Viera. Uh, I'm sure I saw it in the mm -hmm. chat somewhere, uh, the exact names, because I always forget. Yeah, I always I always mix up the first letters. I always call it the Reen and the Vava. It's the, v it's the Veen and the Rava. Um mm. They even go through a little bit of a little story to explain that male Vieras do indeed exist, which has mm. always been fact in evolution lore, but they've always been rare. Um, and unfortunately, my knowledge of this has led Ethis to exclude it from Ayer Zivio when we eventually get there, because I've given him too exact of a quote. So I hope he still includes it and in that he gives that question to Sly and that maybe Sly forgets it and then I get the free point. <laughs> Uh, but uh oh dear. yeah they go through the extent of saying only eight uh eight out of ten viera are born female mm -hmm. and their gender is indistinguishable until the age of 13 13 yeah which is like and i think bloggy is the one who says that in the airship i think it's specifically him he's like standing right behind fron and he uh, mm -hmm. he brings that fact. So I know I heard the Vieras. Like they're just dropping facts about Vieras. Like, and then Franz like, you know, we could we could use a refugee program out in, you know, we, that's that's the thing that uh, they allow, they finally accept. They don't accept the initial terms, but they're like, yeah, you know, we could welcome you into Eorzea. You know, you can send refugees mm -hmm. our way. And now all of a sudden, mm -hmm. there you go, making it exist. Yeah, well, it's it's nice that again we do get that sort of segue for it isn't it yeah i mean the outraw had their time it was outraw pretty much had their yeah. same thing you know doman refugees coming over from it's trying to escape you know the garlean controlled areas and blah 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 like we had the exact same thing there mm -hmm. but that's how we know that's the giant red flag in the sky
and it's good to have, but I just want people to be clear that these are, this is, as much as we keep bringing up Ivalice, this is not the same Ivalice. This is 14's Ivalice, so these things kind of have mm -hmm. to be established. I, th I think a lot of people still kind of latch on to the idea that it's all one, like 14 and Ivalice coexist in the same planes, yeah. like Tactics, Vagrant, Story, nah. all that, yeah. Nope. Nope. A lot of references. A lot of references. Well, yeah. A lot of references. I think that goes without saying. And they uh, they did a pretty good job with front. I was I was another big thing is I was I was it's good to see the full Vieira model in game because there was concerns about I guess the design and we have to presume that the designs for Fron will be very akin to what is available for the players. And it was eerily Final Fantasy XII-esque while still being XIV-esque, and I don't know how they managed to make it both. Like, almost like I it didn't it really belong, but it did, kind yeah. of. Yeah. It's like they lifted the textures, but it was a new model and skeleton. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. Even when you see her run in the dungeon, it's the same running animation as when she's in your party in Final Fantasy XII. That almost like, well, I'm running, but I'm so tall, it kind of just looks like I'm going at a leisurely pace kind mm. of thing. And I'm curious what they'll actually end up looking like, because there's still questions about the ears and the boots and how that all factors in. I think I think they did shrink the size of their feet so they can just wear shoes normally. It does seem that way, doesn't it? Uh, but I don't know. Let's we'll see. There's... So, speaking of Fran and speaking of Lente's tears, we learned that Fran is not actually a little leader of this resistance. Um, and she refers to someone young and inexperienced that she's training, someone that she refers to as princess without a name. That's a Shelia without a doubt. I mean, Princess Ash, um, again, this is the same sort of plot as 12, like died in 12 and then we found out that she's not dead. But the thing is like the Princess Ash that supposedly died here would have to be in her 30s by now. So it's got to be like... A Shelly of the Second. Yeah, right, exactly. A Shelly of the Second. Right. Does this give us another contender for who the little girl in the trailer is? It sure does. I think it does. I, th I don't think it's as likely, but it sure as hell does. Yeah, it's certainly a contender. And I, I'll be really disappointed if this doesn't tie into the MSQ in some way. Yeah, I think it's a little too important not to at this point. Yeah, yeah. Chat's like, Pinello, okay. please. No, you can't make Pinello important. Don't don't kid yourselves. No, please. Please, no. Next thing you know, you'll be saying, make Vaughn important. <laughs> Listen, if you type exclamation mark Vaughn, you'll know exactly where his place is. Oh, jeez. If you type it, you understand exactly there. Exactly. That's that's where Vaughn belongs. Right there. Yeah, right. Who? That's it. Yeah, I, I think I think she's a pretty likely contender for that. They keep her hidden away, and I think like you literally don't even get a slight glimpse as what she could appear as, and I think that's deliberate. I don't think mm. it's just for some mystery, you know, mm. about this specific... I think it is going to tie into 5.0 mm. pretty deeply. Speaking of tying things in, it was nice for Sid to just walk up and mention Omega in the middle of the fucking 
24. Yeah, so you guys have been kind of busy. Well, he doesn't even say that because they're talking about like ult they're talking about like the Orosite being from like another world or Ultima, this high seraph being from another world. He's like, yeah. it's like, what's that like? And he's like, it's like Omega. <laughs> he just he just walks in, in the middle of the conversation. He's like, You mean like Omega? <laughs> just straight up says it. I like what they like do Omega that. though. I mean, if they're saying it's from another star and not necessarily from oh, one of it, like yeah. the Dragon Star or wherever the fuck, and then Omega, I mean, wherever he comes from, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but they're talking about how, uh, oh, shit, what's the name of, I keep forgetting the name of the, the ancient hero. Uh, I, 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 Jora, I, Hora, what's his fucking name? I know I've got it here somewhere. Want to help me out? Adora, Adora Glabidos. That's his name. Yeah. Yeah. So he summons uh, Ultima. Yeah. Right. Like a primal. Right. From the depths of the celestial abyss. Whatever the fuck that is. I think that it was originally a primal. I mean, it's um, worth wagering I that, I guess. I, I think it, that uh, Ajora was trying to do something kind of like summoning the 12, right? And that this is just a primal that has kind of grown more and more powerful over, you know, uh, more than 5,000 years, right? Man, what was and the other primal we locked away for 5,000 years? <laughs> yeah, but even longer than that. I was. I'm just um, surprised they kept its form all this time. That's yeah, the, you know, that's the well, only major thing. I don't know if the Orosite plays a role in that. I think it must do. Must do. Yeah. I don't know. This is this is a really difficult one. Like the metaphysics of Ultima and everything that's going on. Uh, it's like so different to all the other Deiform entities that we've encountered. But I, I think it's it's something like a primal, right? Which is sitting there creating Orosite, which in turn creates uh, the Lucavi, mm -hmm. which can be good or bad. They're mm -hmm. generally they're assumed to be neutral only because they can be used for either purpose. But mm -hmm. Ultima sure as fuck doesn't make it seem like that shit's meant to be neutral because she's like, oh, I, don't you want some Orosite? Yeah. She's, She's like, dude, she's just waiting for Tyrone Biggums to come around the corner. Is that crack? <laughs> Y'all got that Orosite? <laughs> but or Orosite is like a really unique sort of ethereal battery as well because, uh, you know, unlike needing crystals and prayer, um, this is like uh, a, a sort of catch-all where it converts uh, like desires and thoughts and stuff like that into energy right yeah. so you've got the, the the prayer or the willpower um which is itself being used as an energy source so you don't so, need prayer you don't need crystals you are your you are the energy yeah you just need the aura side yeah so ultima is sort of like self-sustaining in that way i mean her body literally looks like it's tied to a wall of aura site. yeah pretty much but the most interesting thing about Ultima is when we've mentioned about it predating Alec, because they theorize it, but in the fight itself, literally goes uwu on us. Literally yeah. invokes Lukavi that 
are of, of otherwise. And it's weird that she'd be able to do that without the aura sight of those three. Because we see them in areas that are very far away. And yet mm-hmm. it seems like they still took form, like they were forms that pre-existed and the aura sight were just like still can you know conducive to the the people who held them to summon these same forms mm. in a sense it was kind of weird to see that she could summon the exact same ones as much as it also literally makes sense since ultima's entire existence is now supposed to be based on this ultima or the ultima weapon mm. is supposed to be based on this ultima and they they have overlapping powers mm. mm-hmm. and yeah i'm still trying to work that out whether it's not like whether those ones aren't like ancient primals that she's absorbed or something like that, if they have overlapping powers, you know? Yeah, I wonder how much the Aurasites feed on emotion and how much they direct emotion. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be a bit of both, right? Yeah, because like I'd imagine one Lukavi brings out more of a certain emotion and then as mm-hmm. that emotion grows, feeds on it. Because I just don't know how she would possibly get the exact summon on one side of the world versus the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. And I like that um, the, uh, that the the Alligans basically took her and said, "We can make the heart of Sabik, which we can now presume is probably just straight up Orisite, the heart of Sabik, in some degree, or at least some yeah, some some derivative." I think, of I it. think it probably is some kind of Orisite. Yeah, yeah, just absorbs it and uh, then can use it whenever they want. They've weaponized it. So. I, I mean, I guess the, the alternative in terms of her summoning those Lukavi is that it could just be something like Eggies, but she's not like literally summoning them. Well, I mean, like images or Eggies or something like that. Well, I was going to say, because we have to remind, remember, uh, remember the summoner quest line has Belial yeah. in it as yeah. well, and he makes an yeah, appearance here. Eggie. Yeah. Yeah. So, Belias. Yeah. So there's, there's, yeah. Uh, there's, I need another. I need another encyclopedia Orzia prompto. Yes, please. Can I get another one? I just. I. I'd, I'd like to put in an order for one more <laughs> of a new one of Volume Three, please. Now instead of two years from now. All right. So here's here's a a, a tin hat, uh, theory for you. Okay. okay. The the Sonia Braves, the Warriors of Light. We've already established that. Yeah. Um, they could use their Aurasite to transform without becoming Lukavi. So without like basically losing their minds or whatever because they were, you know, pure of spirit or whatever bullshit. Uh Sidolphus is the Thunder God. He's got a big old beard. Um Ramu like knows a lot of shit about old times and the nature of things. And we've suspected before that maybe he was some kind of ancient warrior of light that's you know become deified in some way i can't help but wonder if this like sid transformation and his ability to do this or whatever has produced the legends of ramu and Raga, and that ramu and Raga aren't both just like primal versions of sid well i mean at this point everything from evil we have to consider is the origin of stuff from that and we've you've long theorized that i mean even going back to you know the you know uh sophia for example mm-hmm. yeah um that these ancient beings kind of just inspired yeah, the, our the current ones. ones are like derivative yeah. yeah so i that's the first thing i thought when we were fighting sadolphus i was like this is 
this is like OG Ramu that we're fighting here. Like this is what inspired Ramu. Well, he's an asshole then. I mean, he's kind of awesome at the same time. Yeah, no, he is. He's also an asshole though. So I got my weekly loot for the week already this week. I'm good. So maybe the twelve are the Zodiac Braves. Yep. The original Zodiac Braves. Slide, that's how I feel in my in my face. The face you're making right now, that's how I feel in my face. Maybe maybe Agrius is Helone. Or something like that, you know? Which one I of mean, the twelve which one of the twelve is a machinist? Because it's gotta tell that motherfucker to re-roll. Uh Bygut would be Bygut the builder. There you go. See? He's got an answer to everything. It's absolutely yeah. a stretch, but it's well thought. I don't think it's that much of a stretch. stretch. It's a well thought out stretch, but I think it's still a stretch. Yeah, yeah the gods will not be watching because I am your god. Ha <laughs> Yes. It was me, Sidolphus, all along. Well, better than Dio, I suppose. Mm. So we, we get through all this. You know, obviously we get to experience, we, we get the, the heartfelt moment with the old Final Fantasy Tactics characters, all of them. And, uh... Yeah, literally all of them. It's literally every single one. And we get we get some of the old Tactics backstories and stuff thrown in there as well. You know, there's... Yeah. Ramza was a warrior of light, you know, it goes on and on and on about kind of tying these things that we, we've, we've hit on. But I think the biggest moment that everyone talks about other than Fran is that ending. Yeah. That fucking traitorous little bitch. And I know Sly especially got a, a big smile out of that because this motherfucker's got a certain term on his mind and he saw that and he immediately... I know, I know the look on his face when he read that eight-letter word for the name of a potential 24-man, 8-man major plot point, something in regards to 5.0. We talking about Tartarus? Yep. Well, yep. Tartarus was the ultimate attack of Construct 7, right? Mm-hmm. Gates of Tartarus, I believe it was. Yeah, he um... <gasps> threw wide the gates. Oh, God. That's where he takes us into the other... I wouldn't say the other dimension, but the other, um... The gates! And Tartarus is, uh... For lack of another word, a, a gate to hell. <laughs> yeah, Tartarus is the, the deepest pit of hell in yep. Craig Mythology. Yep. And, uh... A character who we were wondering about in the second raid tier makes an, a formal appearance this time in the form of, uh... Gabranth. Gabran, yes, yeah. and he uh, he's like these motherfuckers are chasing legends. Look at all this! Mm. Look at all this shit in here. And then he's like, so, "That that thing can drill a hole to Tartarus." So you guys are excited about like Gabran and Tartarus, while I'm over here being like, "Robinson was right." The, 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 the Galeans are descended from Gaug. We've got a direct line. Like, a direct line. Survivors of Alec, all right? 
Ivelisse, Gaug, Garlemald's getting pushed further and further and further north. Like we've got a direct line for uh, the the whole history of Garlemald going back to the fall of Arling. That's so cool. It's awesome. Your brother sure thought so. Yeah, that's fucking sweet. Because he showed up there and he's like, all right, well. Like, yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah, you're right, Ethis. That's that is pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, he specifically said that. Oh yeah, Ethis. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, damn, Ethis. Damn, right, I can't dude. believe Koji wrote that in there. Yeah, that's pretty fucking tight. Oh <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I misread it. Means. It said moose. Oh shit. <laughs> he kind of okay. he kind of proof right. he kind of proofread it. So All right, okay. <laughs> No, he proofread the okay, the lore book. That's right. <laughs> That's fine, Athos. It's okay. I'm not. I'm not mad. Um, I'm not jealous. <laughs> what are you gonna um, say, Sly? So Garlings descended from uh, Galgans. Yeah. Yeah. And Galgans descended from. Valesians. Who descended from Alag. Who descended from Alagans. Who probably descended from something else. The Adorans? Maybe? Who knows? We're just putting together all of these eras. These astral yeah. eras. Like, we've got more and more of a timeline kind of fleshing itself out. Yeah. Isn't that fucking cool? I like it. I like it. Sly's just putting it all together. Right? I can see the math equations. Yeah, you can see the, the gears turning. He's like, I can see the prime numbers. I can see the prime numbers. A few things are missing, though. Like, a few dots need connecting. Yeah, okay. There's always things missing. They do that on purpose. They do. Funny, they though. Do. Like Alex to like we always assumed Alex and Garlands were descendants. Like that was that's been a thing since way in the beginning. We just never had any proof of it. Now we do. Come on, give me what's on your mind, Sly. I'm looking at maps and kind of putting two and two together and yada yada yada. Maps? I love treasure maps. Wait, what are the maps for? Oh, don't you? are going to get Ethis hard talking about maps. That's true. We also got the rest of the map of Southern Northern. Oh, of Nagsha yeah. and Damascus. And... Not talk about that. Okay. I'll get to that. All right. Okay. So, seeing as how Garlemald, um, Garlians are descended from Gaug. Mm -hmm. And um, Dalmasca is built on top of an Evolution place. Mm -hmm. Right. Built on top. It's not Evolution. It's built on top of it, though. Technically, still Evolution. But not by design. Not by design. Yeah. How again did how again did Garlemald lose Dalmasca? They haven't lost it. They, how did they uh, lose it? 
Well, the Dal Maskins uh, were hiding in the sewers and they found some RSI and Lukavi and the fucking city of Rabanasta got leveled, basically. And yet they still don't really have it because that's why there's a resistance there. <laughs> still. Yeah. Yeah, there's still a resistance there, but it's like the city's completely fucked up at the moment. Yeah. So the Fourth Imperial Legion have moved their headquarters over to Valnane, uh, which is in Narksha, uh, and they can no longer use Rabanasta as a refueling depot for their airships. This is no, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. recent events. I'm like, how did... I'm trying to make sure they make the... Oh. Daug to now like, oh okay from gab to now well yeah. we know that the clockwork city of gab was uh fucked up by mm -hmm. um well presumably by tartarus again there's this big there's this big hole in the middle of the ocean that wasn't there originally mm -hmm. yep um and the uh damascans have since like moved in and transformed uh the clockwork city into a lighthouse so they blew a hole in the ocean and destroyed gauk and they had to flee basically and they obviously like fled a little bit further north and off or whatever and they basically just got like conquered and reconquered and reconquered and kind of pushed further and further and further north by all these people that could use magic well they couldn't that was the only connection i was trying to make them you got it then the only thing yeah, they, they lost Gaug because they accidentally blew a hole in the world. Which Presumably. That, yeah, and that's, and that's the other thing because now we may yeah. learn that that giant hole is a more literal yeah. gate than otherwise maybe presumed prior. Well, I don't know about a literal gate. I think it's more just it's a weapon that can blow a fucking hole in the planet. Gavron sure as hell wants it to be. Yeah, at the very least, because he specifically says dr like drill a hole to Tartarus, and then there's this giant Ooh. hole outside, and you're like, that's bad. <laughs> well, he says a weapon powerful enough to carve a gateway to the land's very core. His radiance will be eager to test this Tartarus. Wouldn't you all agree? That's literally what Gabrat says. So I don't think he's saying it literally makes a hole to another place. He's just saying that like. It just smashes a gateway to the center of the fucking earth. Yeah, it's not good. That's not good for Eidolon. I can't imagine <gasps> that she likes that very much. Throw wide the gates. <laughs> That's like the sixth time you've said that. I just, every time I read gates or hear gates now, I'm just like, <gasps> gates. It's a gate. Maybe that's what we need to do. We need to take Tartarus and just start, like, firing it randomly into the ground everywhere. What about this gate? Does that one work? Abrut, are you done now? No? All right. Is it weird Try that when you, when you say that with your accent, I don't believe it at all? Is that weird? <laughs> no. Is that right? Cool. It's like your accent, like, delegitimizes it. Oh, I see. Okay. I don't know why. Oh, my gates are so fucking wide right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. mm. That's, 
That's not... That's not good. You might wanna... You might wanna get, like, a belt or something. No, that's cool. No, that's cool. I'm not ashamed. And another thing... Another thing to think about with Gabrinth, um didn't he receive aid from uh, Gaius at one point in time? Yeah. Well, he got aid from Livia. Um, they were having troubles in Dalmasca, and Livia showed up and just like murdered a bunch of resistance leaders and suspected resistance leaders. She's good for that, or was. Yeah, yeah or was, yeah. We saw her potty. <laughs> She's not alive still. <laughs> she is dead. She was in the level 70 Dark Knight quest. She is dead as dicks. Hmm. Also, she's in Palace of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah, she's there. Yeah. I know that very well because you said Gaius wasn't there a million times. Yeah, and everyone was like, that doesn't mean anything at this. That'd be stupid. I was like... My only thoughts are within regards to Gabrant, what his current situation in the uh, war effort is. Well, apparently it's weapons of mass destruction. Like every, every fucking like leader of every, like every single fucking army in there is just like, yeah, I'm just going to locate a weapon of mass destruction. Cause that's what Varus would want. His current situation is that he's occupying Valnane in Nagshaw. Mm-hmm. And he's basically preparing to take another shot at the Damascan resistance. And I'm sure that's going to be very important. Hopefully. I would yeah, I would very much hope so. I just need a little bit more behind uh Gabron in terms of like where the same I want the same history that that um Gaius got. Well, you're going to have to wait. Yes, you are. We're going to hell. I can't wait. I never thought I'd say this, but I can't wait to go to hell. Hmm. It's going to be awesome. So you think we're literally going to go to Tartarus? I think it's going to end up being almost like anti-tower-esque in a sense. Where it's like, it's it's a point close to the ethereal sea. Right. Dangerously okay. close. Yeah. All right. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So. Hmm. I'd be into that. <laughs> Tataru comes from Tatar. Tartarus. <laughs> uh, they're saying Tartarus. I'm saying Tataru. Yeah, Gavron's the fourth because the twelfth was uh, fucking Xenos, which hmm. shocked us all a little bit. We were just like, figured that would be Gavron. No? Okay. All right. If you say so. Now that leads. I wonder how many that leads that leaves for us for like unnamed legatuses. No idea. I don't know. All I know is I'm gonna call Gabroth Noah. Fuck it. Yeah. Call him by his cool right. name. Right. Noah Noah Van Gabroth. I like it. That's his name. It's Vaughn, right? It's V A N. For him, I think it's Noah Van Gabroth. Yeah, that's it. All right, making sure. Just getting it right. Guys, Van Belsar, Noah Von, Bra- Noah Von. Oh, not that Von. <laughs> Wrong Von. Good old. NDG. No, not that Von. Yeah, who? Definitely not that Von. Who? 
What? All right. So with that, we've we've scraped the surface because without fully preparing notes, because we could have been on Evil East for the whole two hours. Oh, easily. Um, is there any other major plot point that we didn't hit on? I mean, there's Blue Mage, obviously, which I, I, I probably know more about than you, Atlas, because I'm, like, almost on the follow class. Yeah. So you want to experience that firsthand. Thank you. I have a fresh coffee. Mm-hmm. That um, coffee was magic. It's magic. Um, look, I'm just going through the rest of this dialogue with Genomus and trying to see if there was anything important that we missed. Um, and the right no, I mean, again, not not without like diving so deep that we're going to be here for another two hours. Um, but we, we can we even go through the dry papers or anything. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean. The, the Durai papers we, we kind of cover um, and we learn that they're kind of deliberately incomplete and vague. And, mm-hmm. No, we've, we've kind of got all that. So, all right, we've got reports of Fourth Legion March on Balnain, making the commercial center their new temporary base of operations. So the Dalmaskans are getting ready to strike at Valnane, apparently. Um, okay. Alright, no, no, we didn't miss anything. No? No, we're good. You're good? Yeah, because I can't, I, like I said, I don't want to talk too much about Blue. Although I don't think, I haven't been super impressed with what Blue said. There's a few details that I think, let's just say this, when you when you go to do it, there will be no mistake as to what it's referring to in terms of real life events. It's Oh yeah, a, no doubt. It's a, I mean, even by the level twenty quest, you've learned about the the quality and uh, the the Wallachy. yeah, the Wallachy, and uh, it's pretty clear to see their relation with us in terms of yeah. Europe versus America, Europe versus seventeen hundreds North America. Yeah, I mean, the, the New World is absolutely like it's it's America. This is not not even like 1700s is more like late uh 1500s right uh excursions of you know the the uh eastern east empire company into america and yeah i mean we, the water key they haven't been mentioned anywhere else in any other final fantasy titles have they so there's nothing in there necessarily i don't believe but they look swag they do look pretty swag I was I was blue. relatively impressed with the swag yeah. levels. I think it's interesting that they're here, and there's one of them that looks like very Highlander esque. We weren't sure whether they were cures on the New World or not. I mean, we knew that they were Mammal Jaw, and that a lot of the New World was dominated by Mammal Jaw nations, and they had like presumably cities and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's something that we've learned, which is kind of cool. We've also learned the mammal jaw uh, don't count as beastmen in Eorzea because there's no like not records. Not. not an old dot at the very least. They're oh, like, yay! Yeah. Yay! Right. Go- Meanwhile, the goblins nice. outside are like, uh-huh. <laughs> let us in! Let, let us, come on! Come on! Mammal jaw are like, give me Bob Toss, bitch! <laughs> accurate, accurate to my day. Uh-huh. That's so sad. Goblins play Despacio. 
Uh, but yeah, I don't know because a lot of the remaining because we're waiting for the finale of Eureka, which will hopefully be something. Mm-hmm. Um, we need part two of the quests. We're still praying on a fourteen fifteen collab, um, which won't really open up much lore wise. But it's refer going back to talking about the patch again. And there's all mm-hmm. these little. We've got the Hildebrand finale. We still need to deal with as well. Whatever may come of that. <laughs> We've, I mean, we've learned, it's like, Hildebrand's like the Simpsons of Final Fantasy fourteen. It's like, you learn some history, you pick up a few things, but you're really there for the comedy, and it's only better if you un- if you understand the history. Do you learn things about history in The Simpsons? Simpsons is very much steeped in kind of American history. Yeah, okay. All so, right. Well, the older Simpsons are. <laughs> Okay. Like uh, all all our history teachers growing up, they all loved it. And they would all put it on and then like relate it back to wow. real life events. Your history teachers are fucking lazy. <laughs> no, there's a lot of like um, like po- uh, American politics from like certain. Did times. you guys not have uh, horrible histories? All of America's history is horrible. <laughs> no, I mean like the book series Horrible Histories. I'm gonna take that as a no. 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 If any, if any of you guys, if anyone listening has kids around maybe like 10, 11, 12, look up horrible histories. If you want to get them into history, it's, it's awesome. It's really, really good, but it's horrible. It's great. It's really good. I think, I think it's like a UK Australia thing, but they're really good. You're welcome. Also watch the Simpsons, not the new one though. Just go watch the old ones. Trust me, if you knew as much about American history as you know about fucking Dunscathe and shit, it would make sense. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. One day. One day at this. We'll okay. sit down and we'll just watch. And I'll explain it to you for like eight we'll hours. We'll just watch like season two of The Simpsons. Yeah, season one, two. Don't watch the new okay. one. That's like, that's like Simpsons trying to be family guy and it not working. Or drunk history. Yeah, we just watch drunk history. Fuck it. Drunk history is pretty good. Drunk but history. Is from- maybe maybe not for your kids. That's probably not a great example. No, that's a good one. They're gonna be. They're gonna fucking go and get hammered at eighteen anyway. Just get them. Just fucking give them something to do. When start they're, early. Like, just start. Just start them early. Yeah, you know t- they're gonna be drinking. They might as well learn some history while they're at it. Exactly. So just you yeah. know. They're gonna when they go off to college. They're gonna you know they're 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 gonna get arrested for underage drinking at some point. It's gonna happen. Yeah, but while they're in the back of the police car, they'll be able to tell them some cool history facts. <laughs> Great. There you go. Uh, don't, the room. Don't, 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 give, don't give them the alcohol. Just let them watch the show. Don't, don't ever be a father, Mike. Jesus Christ. I said don't give them the alcohol. We, 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 uh, we, he's eventually going to be... I want South Park at 11, all right? <laughs> and look how I turned out. And, yeah, look at me. <laughs> See? It all worked out fine. <laughs> Are we done? Is this post show now? No, it's not it's not post show. We no. were just it was just it was just we're off the time. We saved all this time at the end of the show with all the sponsor readings earlier, so we have all Yo. the time. Alright, yeah. So uh if there's nothing else story wise that you want to really dig into, FS, because we need to wait uh, for the rest. I'm satisfied. We'll probably have a lot more lore stuff to dive into after two fan fests and a part two live letter. Oh, dude, my gates are going to be so wide. 
when when we get around to that. All the gates are going to be open. And just everything is just going to be pouring out. Oh. It's so, going to be really... Gentlemen, that is our show for this week. Yeah, and that's just something really to tell people that. where you can find it. No, no, I was about to segue into that, but... You can find me as soon as you throw out the gates, all right? Okay. Where, where, when you open those gates, where can where, we... Where yeah, we're oh, okay. Once, once we throw in wide the gates, you can find me on uh, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Ethos Asher, all the places. You will also be able to see me if anyone is at the uh, the European Fan Fest in Paris in a couple of weeks. I will be there. Um, I will be very busy. I will probably be writing things, but please do uh, come and say hi. Um, don't be afraid to. Throw yeah. wide your gates for him. Throw, yeah, throw wide your gates for me, and that 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 I may pass. Um, no, seriously, like come come get a photo, come have a hug. Absolutely, I'd be really. Nobody wants there. a hug with you anymore. What about a little kiss, a little smidge? Eating hot dogs. Seriously though, um, it's going to be awesome. So do do please say hi if you're going to be there. Oh, no, you slide. Not neither you jabronis are going to be there, are you? Nope. No. Feels bad, man. I know. I'm sure Sly would love to throw wide his gates and see you there. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Sly, aka Grayfox. You can find me on Instagram at Sly, aka Grayfox07. You can find me on Twitter at SlyTheFox, youtube.com slash The Velvet Room. I just recently played the Resident Evil 2 one shot demo and it was amazing. Um, I kind of forget forgot everything since I haven't played Resident Evil Two in like a decade and some change. It's different um, anyway. There's like not ladders, like actual stairs and like police station instead of like lat and like yeah. sort of ladders. Like there's you can get around a lot better. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and and this week, of course, we have Ace Combat Seven, which is going to be fucking amazing. I'm hyped for that as well as Travis Strikes Again. No more heroes. Uh, so a lot of stuff going on within the next week or two. Uh, Hap Daddy, where can we find you? Don't call me. Why? After all the throw wide the gates, you'd think that maybe you like weren't wouldn't do that. Between Ephesus banging, throwing wide his gates, I still get called Daddy. I don't like you calling me Daddy. Not Daddy, Hap Daddy. You can fucking find me at Mr. Happy127, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Making content and being all blue and shit. I didn't wear the mask for the show today, but this is this was my whole fucking day right God. here. No, that's for next week, because next week's the Blue Mage show. I couldn't wear it today. Then next week, no one cares. Come on. What am I, an amateur? So anyway, uh, that's what next week's show is going to be about. We're going to be talking about Blue Mage, first impressions, experiences, hilarious stories and if you have any clips of your hilarious blue mage stories sly uh prepare them for me because i have mine (laughs) okay i'll I'll have to dig through the today's stream but yeah i can find them there you go just just self just blow yourself up it'll be all right just get some just get some good explosions uh and yeah that's what i'll be doing for the next week i'll blue mage videos uh just as a reminder next week's show is on blue mage the following week will not be a show because we're gonna do Kingdom Hearts week and not do a show and then fan fest 
is the following show. Just going to remind everyone every show what the plan is because I know y'all y'all going to ask, so I'm just going to keep saying it. That's that's what we're going to do. All right, and you know what? When we get to Kingdom Hearts, you know what's going to happen? We're going to throw wide the gates. It's going to happen. Hey. Get over there. That's what's that's what's going to happen. Hey. But luckily, Kingdom Hearts is light. Spoilers. <laughs> From like 2002. Yeah, no, I'm good. All right. All right, so thank you, everyone, for enjoying this week's show. We're going to go on to a short post-show. Then Ethos can go cough his lungs out. Sly can go do whatever he's doing. And then I can eat and then uh, hate myself for being awake since 11... 15 p.m. when it's 6 p.m. right now. Ooh. Yeah. So. Yay! Yeah. So thank you again to our Patreon sponsors and Steel Series, and uh, we will see you next week. So I bid you adieu. Bye bye, everyone. See you next week, everyone. <laughs>